The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Inside Track. Brought to you exclusively by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine. I am your host and publisher, Greg Tutwiler. I'm talking with Fort Collins, Colorado's Carrie Morin, described as one of the best acoustic pickers on the scene today. Carrie brings together the great musical traditions of Americana and beyond like no other. Hi, Carrie. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So I, I understand you're on tour now or, or, or getting ready to go into a show this afternoon, or both? Yeah, yeah. Um, got a show tonight in Lafayette, Louisiana, and um, we are uh, just kind of hanging today, doing some minor repairs on our uh, vehicle. Kind of a typical day for us. Sure. And this is in the midst of a tour, is that right? Yeah, we left on New Year's Eve from Fort Collins and uh, we've slowly been making our way south and uh, east and for the last two or three weeks we've kind of been running back and forth between uh, uh, Louisiana and uh, Memphis kind of up and down these roads out here doing shows and meeting folks yeah. So how how far will the tour bring you southeast? Will you get all the way out to the east coast? Do you get that far? All the way. Uh, I've got a show in um, Key West. Okay. Okay. And um, and then some other shows in Florida. And then we'll start uh, coming back in this direction. Okay. And uh, got more shows in uh, Mississippi and Alabama. Cool. And. Um, uh, let's see, Arkansas and um, Oklahoma, and just get closer and closer back to home. Yeah. Hopefully, the snow is kind of starting to melt. Yeah, awesome. So, tell me a little bit about Carrie. How, how you got started in the music? Um, about your musical journey. Okay. Well, I grew up in Montana, and um, I had a bunch of years of. Uh, piano lessons when I was a, uh, a young guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I started playing guitar after that, um, just with my experience with 
piano. I was able to figure out guitar on my own pretty easily. I started doing that around the time I was 11 or so, 11 or 12. Okay. And then since we lived out the country, I had a lot of time. There were no other kids out in that direction hmm. where we lived. So uh, I had lots of time to <laughs> mess around with the guitars, uh, cassette machines, and list of records. It was a great way to grow up. Yeah. Well, man, I love your music. I, I love the sound that, that you have. The, the bio material says that uh, your music emulates Native Americana with qualities of blues, bluegrass, jazz, jam, reggae, and dance. So there's, there's a lot going on in there. Where do you how, – how would you narrow that down? Where do you feel like your music comes from? Well, it's kind of uh... – um, a big pot of stew from the, uh, the bands that I've played with over the years and um, different styles of music um, that I performed with uh, different bands. Um, you know, as I guess the years went by, the bands got smaller and smaller until it was just me. <laughs> and, and I'm still... Uh, I still do some of those things. Um, a little bit of uh, reggae music from time to time, some blues and uh, kind of folk stuff. And um, yeah, I guess it's really just the influence of like all those people that I played with over the years. Mm -hmm. um, that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed playing with bands, and I still do actually. I, I play with a band called Young Ancients. Fort Collins, that's more okay. of an Americana thing. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I don't know, maybe when I get older, I just uh, start to slow things down. <laughs> <laughs> I really I really enjoy where uh, where the music is at right now. Yeah. Just as a solo guitar player, I can take a song anywhere. Um, and uh, it's just, just me and the guitar in the audience. A lot of times I'll uh, I'll do songs completely different. I I rarely do a song the same way twice, hmm. and that's not always on purpose. I do a lot of experimenting and um, get ideas and just kind of run with it. Mm -hmm. Now, did I read correctly that you are a Crow tribal member? Is that right? Yeah, yep. Uh, my my family all lives around the Billings, Montana. Montana area, mm -hmm. and um, we spent a lot of time there when I was young, um, although I grew up more in uh, Great Falls, Montana, which is more central Montana, out on the plains, and um, but my mother made sure that uh, I was well aware of my heritage and I did the same thing for my kids. I, I took a lot of time off from music uh, when they were growing up. And, mm -hmm. uh, we spent time traveling around to gatherings. Uh, I think it was really good for them to know where they come from. And that link for you was on which which side of your family? Both or just one one family member? Both. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Both. 
And my dad was an Assiniboine Indian. They're based up near Canada almost. Uh-huh. Uh, on the uh, northeastern border of Montana and North Dakota. Okay. And um, uh, my mom's uh, heritage is uh, Crow Indians. Um, but that's more kind of the other side of the state. Mm-hmm. South, uh, like southeastern Montana. Right. Okay. Is that um, part of your music? Is it? Do you feel like it's important for that to be a part of your music? The 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 heritage. Yeah, it definitely is. It's uh, it's maybe kind of subtle, but uh, some of my uh, my lyrics deal with uh, um, my heritage and I, I listen to a lot of uh, traditional native music um, mm. at one point in my life and uh, I know about uh, traditional crow dance and, and uh, other nations music mm-hmm. and dance I actually wrote a, um, a play Oh, say right around uh, 2000, mm-hmm. um, and the, uh, it was a stage production okay. that was focused on uh, traditional dance from around the world. It included native dance and um, uh, Middle Eastern dance, African dance, mm. uh, dance from Brazil and Haiti and. Um, Mexico, uh, and then there's uh, there's modern dance mixed into it. So, uh, yeah, that was quite an experience, although it took me off the road for two years, and my band kind of fell apart because everybody got married. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but it just, you know, every time something like that happens, it just sends me off in a different direction, mm-hmm. and I figure out a way to to, uh, to keep playing music and... and uh, keep traveling around and meeting people and having fun. So this music and, and, and the different aspects of that for you as a lifestyle is is full-time, is that right? I'm sorry, what was that? The, the, this is a full-time career for you, your, your music with the bands and solo and the play, and it's, it's, all a, it's all a full-time career, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, so that's my wife. And I, um, when we're at home in Colorado, uh, things come up. Uh, she she books uh, all of my shows and manages me, mm-hmm. and um, and she also when I'm with uh, the young ancients. That fan, by the way, is with uh, some members of Tuppy. Uh, Okay. So when when they're on tour, we're out doing what we do. Mm-hmm. We all live in the same neighborhood in Fort Collins, so we we get together quite a lot and uh, spend time recording. And this past summer, I've, I've spent a lot of the summer recording because I've got this new CD mm-hmm. that I've just finished called Tiny Town, and then I'm working on a recording with the guys too. 
And then there's shows to do, and we'll do sometimes a shorter trip, go out for a couple of weeks at a time, um, as opposed to this trip where we're gone for a couple of months. Okay. But, uh, yeah, and then while, while we're out doing this, um, Celeste is working on the next thing when we get home. Mm-hmm. There'll be limited shows around home and uh, try and go out travel some more now i i think i read in the notes that um you um had a fairly extensive tour not too long ago um outside the country right yeah i was fortunate enough to um to play guitar for the Pudafe trio and that that lasted for about five years um and we played mostly in europe Mm -hmm. so I got a, a sense of uh, what uh, performing in, uh, in theaters and, and festivals and theater shows in Europe was like. And uh, Budapé would always give me um, two or three songs in the middle of the show. Okay. Which, which she didn't have to do, but the, she did, and I'm really grateful for her because that really... Uh, gave me a sense of what it's like to play those mm-hmm. uh, kind of venues solo and, um, and meet people. And then Celeste uh, just uh, just through, I guess, the experience of doing what she does, came across a couple of festivals. Uh, in Europe, we went to one in France and one in Holland. And um uh, those were two separate trips. And um, then through those festivals, we met more people, so I'm hoping that we'll go back again um, this coming summer. And okay. Maybe we can even expand on our contacts and uh, the areas that we've been performing in over there. How do you experience those shows uh, differently than, than the things that you do here in this country? Well, you know, some of it's kind of similar and some of it's not. Um, in, in areas in the U.S., um, I'll play uh, shows where, where people are really focused on the music. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much how it is in most places in Europe. Uh, people will really be focused on, on the performer. And um, uh, other times... You're, you're booked into a place where people don't necessarily come to see the music mm-hmm. and um, I, I think that you know, all performers deal with that type of stuff one time or another mm-hmm. but it just makes you a stronger player and, uh, but yeah the difference between between Europe and here in my experience is um, just the uh, focus of the audience on the performer yeah. and that at first, kind of uh, made me a little bit anxious because I wasn't used to that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't used to uh, an entire room full of people staring at me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it was it was a great experience. Uh, and I'm constantly learning more and more about performing and playing guitar and writing songs, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm so blessed to have had so many years 
to uh, to dedicate to what I do. And are you constantly writing? Is that part of your routine, or is it more of a seasonal thing? It kind of comes in, in uh, spurts. I mean, I got like a whole bunch of songs that I wrote uh, while I was on the road in Europe um, with the trio because uh, there's a lot of downtime. I had a lot of time on um, planes and bands and trains. Um, so I often jot down ideas that I have and then when I get back to the U.S. Uh, and, it's, and I've got time there, then I can go back over all those notes mm-hmm. and uh, spend a lot of time playing guitar and try and match uh, guitar riffs up with uh, scattered pieces of lyrics here and there. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes in the U.S., uh, like uh, one time, I think it was two summers ago, um, Celeste and I went up into the mountains in Colorado and spent about four days camping. And one of those days, I wrote five songs. Wow, that's cool. And uh, so that's that's the way it is. Um, but there always seems to be plenty of material. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that I, I write as much as as a lot of songwriters that I know that are constantly churning out. Mm-hmm. Um, Seems to be a different process for everybody. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I'm I'm envious of some guys that can you know crank out songs like that. It seems like I feel like I'll write a whole bunch of songs, and about half of them will just be garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I could always pick out. Uh, a couple of lines or a theme or something from a tune that I felt didn't really work out and maybe turn it into something else mm, that does okay. work. Yeah. Hmm. And I, I see where you, um, I guess the last two years, you've won the uh, Colorado Blues Challenge. Is that right? Yeah, I was really uh, I was really surprised the first time I, I won that because uh, I never really... Even though I was playing with Kudafes, uh, considered to be a, a fairly well-known blues artist in Europe, uh, particularly in France, um, that's kind of where I started to learn about the music and, and concentrate on on, um, on learning more about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that kind of seeped into uh, the stuff that I do on my own. And um, yeah, uh, I won that uh, the, the solo category in Colorado, and then went on to the International Blues Challenge in Memphis, um, where I got into the semifinals. And then the exact same thing happened this year. I won Colorado and went to uh, Memphis, made it into the semifinals. Hmm, that's cool. But either those two um, experiences were great because we met so many people that were uh, were tight friends with now. Um, and it it just opened up uh, a lot of doors for mm-hmm. both Celeste and I and um, made it so that we could spend more time in the South, which is something that we really feel we need to do mm-hmm. and, um, and like being here. After the Blues Challenge last year in Memphis, we came down to New Orleans and there was a big ice storm. And it was uh, 
about four days before we could even get near uh, New Orleans. Hmm. So we stayed here in Lafayette uh, with a friend of ours who used to live in Colorado and that now lives out here. And that's how we ended up coming back this week to do a show here. Hmm. So that's everything's cool. all tied together. Yeah, yeah. Seems like everything that we do leads to another thing. Yeah, that's cool. One door leads to another, right? Yeah. Yep. So uh, out of the – and there were several other awards that it looks like you've you've attained over your career. Is there one that stands out for you as kind of a crowning greatest achievement? Oh, not really. I mean, I think that uh, I really appreciate the recognition, and um, if, especially in Fort Collins, it's good to be recognized for, mm-hmm. for doing what I do. And um, I, I, I kind of don't put a lot of stock in it because um, I kind of feel like uh, at 52 years old, I should be further along than I am. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I had to uh, uh, take some time off and, and raise kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there was a bit of a pause there in, in my career. And um, so I feel like I'm catching up. But uh, I, I certainly don't want to say anything negative about those organizations that, sure. uh, that, that gave me those things, and I, I am really appreciative of it. Um, but I really continue to try to just push myself and, yeah. uh, and be as, as uh, much musically as I can. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm fortunate to have the time to sit around and, and play guitar and just keep pushing myself. Yeah. That's what I do. So the new CD is Tiny Town, right? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. out now, correct? Yeah, and that's uh, that's self-produced and um, among the many hats that Celeste wears. Uh, right now, she's got on her publicist hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she books the shows too, and we're both learning as we go. But she works really, really hard um, on getting the word out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we. Since we do all of this on our own, um, the travel and the booking and the publicity, um, financially we're spread kind of thin, so we couldn't really afford to um, to put uh, money into hiring a publicist. And um, we've we've always had the attitude, you know, if it's got to be done, then we're going to do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, we learned a lot putting out the last CD. Uh, which is called Streamline. And um, we were that far ahead of the game when when it came time to put out Tiny Town. And uh, I'd like to do another uh, solo CD, um, and then we can hopefully enjoy the benefits of uh, everything that we learned putting out these, these other CDs. Mm-hmm and put all that put all that energy into another solo CD. When I was younger, I always used to seek out um, uh, solo guitar, vocal CDs. And they're kind of hard to find. 
and a lot of the guys that got famous doing it will stop doing it and mm. and put out uh, actually orchestrated recordings and uh, collections. Um, but I've always been a fan of just uh, a guy on a guitar. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm gonna keep putting those out for a while in case there's anybody else out there like me that that enjoys that kind of music and yeah. seeks it out. Well, I like what you did with it. It's it's really good. It's I love that um, that bluesy flavor that that seems to be uh, kind of the theme that that comes through. So I sure do wish you well with it. And um, how how can people find you and find your music? Uh, the, I think the easiest way is to go to the website, and that's a portal to everything else that we have. Okay, and that's the CarrieMorin dot com. C-A-R-Y-M-O-R-I-N dot com, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. And your your CD, CDs, um, iTunes, places like that, can they find them that way? Yep, yep. Uh, pretty much everywhere. Even Spotify. I think I got a check for like seven bucks from Spotify <laughs> the other day. <laughs> so, at least you know people really are banging listening. there, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks, Carrie. I appreciate it. I sure uh, have enjoyed uh, find, hearing your story and finding out more about you and your music, and, and we, we wish you well with it. Well, thanks so much for the call, and uh, uh, hopefully we can talk again when the uh, next week comes out. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Inside Track. We sure do appreciate you sticking around. Join us again real soon when we get together with another great artist and talking about their music. Have a great day. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.